Welcome to another episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon with your hosts, Mistresses Mia and Honey. Today it's just Mistress Mia and Mistress Honey together. I know we have most of our episodes in the past couple weeks have been interviews with our friends, with our subs, and today we are about, we are coming back to just your hostesses and, um, you know, I've been out for, I've been kind of out of commission for the last couple of weeks due to, uh, well, first I got a really bad cold. My, you can hear my voice hasn't completely come back from that, coupled with, you know, any other kind of <laughs> depressive episodes. You know, it happens. You have, to, you have to take your time. And you know what? I'm just really happy to be back behind the mic. I'm happy to be back playing in the dungeon with my friends, you know. When you haven't been able to be yourself in a bit, it's just nice to come back to you. And I, I am so happy to see you again, Mistress Mia. It's been a Same while. Same here, honey. It's just, <laughs> it's always great having a, a session with my bestie on yes. the episode. It's always a great time. Oh, yes. And I'm telling you, you, you guys you guys need to come and just listen to the conversations we have when it's just the two of us. It, it's rather frightening. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so sometimes we, it's almost like we're just one mind. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like we've, gosh, I can't, like we've got book ideas coming out, people. Just be ready. <laughs> be prepared. And also, Honey has a link now that we will be putting on all of our websites yes. along with um, Instagram, Facebook, etc where all you have to do is click the link and actually record your message. Uh, you can question us regarding you know, our podcast or anything about the dungeon. Yeah, if you have questions about the dungeon, questions about the podcast, questions for our guests that you've, that you've heard it and you, and you had a question for them. You, know, uh, you can uh, use this link on your phone and even on your computer. If your computer has a workable mic, you can record a voice message on your computer, and we will give you that link at the end of this episode. We're very excited to hear your voices. And so we thought today, the first episode back with just your hostesses and your goddesses and your mistresses, <laughs> all the sis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we would do a Q&A episode. You know, since it's been a little while since we've been able to really... Uh, delve into um, our messages you know we've compiled the questions we've been asked by different listeners and um, including ones that that were just sent to our little our, our private email boxes so this is going to be kind of a, an AMA ask me anything Q&A exactly so this is our, so our first question um, and of course, we're not going to release any names. You know the deal with us. Unless you tell us you want people to know who you are, only we know who you are. Um, our first question is What do you recommend for someone who doesn't know how to flog or, or whip? Um, you know, the only thing that comes into my mind is just where not to hit. Exactly. Um, the first thing you need to know is where not to hit. Now, most of the times you're gonna be striking on the backside of somebody. Absolutely. You want to strike on the buttocks. You can strike the thighs, the calves, anything 
uh, and, and waist down. From the waist down, it's all unless unless the person who is unless the person who is the submissive in the scene has a specific health issue related to those parts. These parts are all very safe to hit. When it comes to above the belt, um, you want to stay away from the mid the middle area, the midsection, the back part of the midsection, the lower back. That's where your organs are, your kidneys, your liver. You do not want to impact these organs. You want to keep them safe. So you would leave the lower back and the mid back. And I would say from like the bottom of the shoulder blade up, um, what would uh, like all the way up to maybe the shoulders, I wouldn't do anything regarding the neck. No. No. And you know, really it's, it's about the individual uh, it's about the sub. <clears throat> it's about where they want it, what they enjoy. You know, some some women like to have their um, their breast hit. Mm-hmm. You know, the best thing is to everyone. You know, just read up. Don't just read one little thing on on the internet. Read multiple articles. You know, yes. you know you can't go wrong with with reading and educating yourself about it. Um, you know, I've seen different types of play being done. You know, we had an event one time, and <clears throat> this gentleman proclaims to be a dom, and he comes in. And um, I remember one of my friends saying, hey, you know, Mia, can, can I go play with him? What do you think? And I'm like, no. I said, I've seen him. You know, he goes for the organs. He's not right. I've had to stop him mm-hmm. in the middle of a scene when he was, you know, using a flogger inappropriately. You know, you don't hit people in certain places. I mean, you can never go wrong with the butt, but here's things to consider. You know, we had a gentleman that came in yesterday and he's diabetic. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be striking a diabetic in a hard way. You know, you have to think of skin tears. You have to think of bruising. Are they on blood thinners? Do they have a heart condition? You know, there's so many health precautions that you really have to pay close attention to when you're using any type of implements on impact play, for that matter. Absolutely. And when it does come to, you know, front play, my sub, he enjoy, he's, he's definitely into nipple play, so, you know, flogger is a great tool to just strike the chest with. Sure. Um, and CBT. How many CBT? times have we done CBT? Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. Can't go wrong with a flogger to the testicles, <laughs> to the penis. <laughs> Trust me. If they ask for it. If they ask for it. You give it to them. That's it. And again, the thighs thighs are fine, too. So even the front of the thighs, our biggest concern is stay away from the organs. That's it. That we want to protect. We we want you to live to be beat another day. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, they don't necessarily recommend, like, on the sides of the legs. I know that specific... Well, there you know, are certain vascular things. Yeah, that exactly. Go on I was there, say. So. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely vascular issues when it comes to you know DVTs, deep vein thrombosis. And you know, again, this is something you know, Honey and I have read multiple things, and we don't proclaim to know everything by mm-hmm. any means. No. And I and I told and I tell this to a lot of people too. You know, if you come in to play in the dungeon and it's one of my doms, I always say, don't ever think that you know everything because there's always something new that comes up there's always something you don't know mm-hmm. and that's the best way to be honestly oh, absolutely always Just educate yourself always you know? be a learner absolutely and, and apply that principle to every part of your life always be a learner if you're done learning you're done living absolutely and that's a good way to transition to our next question 
do you need to own whips and floggers in order to do impact play? Oh, God, no. Absolutely not. No. Some of my favorite uh, implements are what uh, my sub calls pervertibles. And, uh, <laughs> I love and it. these are everyday items and your everyday items that you'd find in your kitchen, in your office, anything in your in your uh, toy toy your uh, uh, tool chest, different things that can be used for impact play. My personal favorite is a meat tenderizer thing. I know you love that I thing. I love that thing. And it looks medieval. It really it does. But it's hilarious. Because it does look like kind of like a mace with the with the sticky part. <laughs> with the with the, the the pointy ends. It does. And I can tell you I've used bamboo sticks. Mm-hmm. When I've had my sub go and get bamboo. Mm-hmm. I have used rulers. Mm-hmm. Obviously those are great for hitting. Oh ru- yeah, I've actually used the ruler, especially that that metal tip. Oh, yeah. Because you oh, can yeah. you, you can almost use it as like a substitute for knife play almost well i had a sub go to a feed store and he was getting me crops mm. you know of course that they use for horse training yes <laughs> so you can't go wrong with yeah, that yeah that's where you get your your riding crops and your exactly. cattle prods <laughs> trust me every bdsmer has has gone to you know tractor supply store <laughs> how about the dollar tree when they had those those little clips Oh, the little spiky clips? You know, no, it's like the, the clothespin clips, but they're oh, metal. Oh, the metal clothespins. Yes. yes. It was really funny because my sister, my oldest sister, who's completely very rigid, like mm-hmm. like she is she so wants, repressed. She, she wouldn't step into a dungeon <laughs> if she was blind. No, no, no. <laughs> we, we went into a Dollar Tree, and I had no intention. We went down the aisle where it has, like, basic things like rope and, you know, clothespins and things like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, look at these little clips. They're pink. They're metal. You could probably use those in your dungeon. And I was like, who are you? What did you do with my sister? (laughs) Uh, Maybe she was, had she had a margarita? (laughs) She did, in fact. Uh, (laughs) But I will say that one of my my oldest subs, Wendy, Mm -hmm. Wendy has a little joke with me that he always brings in new bamboo wooden spoons. Uh-huh. Because he's like, Mia could put a hurting on me with a wooden spoon. Oh, yeah. And he would get me these cool bamboo wooden spoons. Mm-hmm. And again, you cannot go wrong with a wooden spoon. Oh, yeah. I mean, impact. They they leave a great sound. You know? Oh, yes. It's awesome. Well, the, it, it, nothing beats the mind fuck of any of this. Like, <laughs> like you, if they if, if a sub sees what, like, look at any of these instruments going, what in the world are you about to do to me? Yeah. But no, I mean, there are plenty of instruments and lots of different kinds of play where where they are pervertible items. We've talked in, in multiple episodes about a TENS unit. That's a medical device. This is for, I mean, it's a pain relieving device. And we regularly use it for sensation play for electric Absolutely. play. So, I mean, it. Plenty of things, and oh gosh, I even in my dungeon I have one of those scalp massagers. Oh yeah, love it. Yeah, and of course that's because of course you know I'm transitioning a little bit from impact play to sensation play. Anything that makes your that, that makes you tingle, that makes you sting, that I mean, gosh, even 
fucking ping pong paddle. You can use a ping pong paddle oh, yeah. for impact play. You don't need to go and spend hundreds of dollars on whips and floggers. Yes, whips and floggers are amazing, and they're definitely built for specifically for playing. It's great to have items that are built specifically for this purpose, but we don't always have that available and no. you know what and, and you know you can go to the freaking target and go to your go to the homeware section <laughs> and look at the spoons go, go get a neat twig outside i mean yeah you, <laughs> we're gonna get technical. Well, i mean yeah make it a make it a punishment yeah ha- <gasps> have your sub grab a switch oh i did from the tree i did i have done that multiple times one time after a party, one of my subs was getting a little restless and not wanting to, you know, go up to his full potential to clean. Uh-huh. And I said, go get me a switch right now. And he looked at me like, oh, shit, you know, what I do? And, of course, you know, there's 15 people helping us clean up after this big party. Yes. And I tore his ass a new one in front of everyone. Nice. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. So, yeah. Do we know who that is or no? You do know who this person is. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you later. (laughs) Okay. Because I have some ideas. Like, I know who tends to be there for the cleanup. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Our next question. Is it common to have a foot fetish? They're much more common than what we think, honestly. We Mm -hmm. get so many people in the foot fetishes. We have people that... And I always say this, most foot fetish guys don't like what we view as pretty feet. Mm -hmm. You know, pretty feet to me would be feet that actually model, you know, their toenails and stuff. Oh, yeah, like with the shiny nails and the really soft skin on the feet. Yeah, when we go to the salon, you know, you see those beautiful pictures. But all of our, like, foot fetish guys, they like these fat sausage toes and weird-shaped feet. I mean, it's like my two Oh, my nieces. gosh. That's why Mistress Amy yes. has all those foot clients. Yes. Let me tell you guys. Okay. I have got I have gone to get pedicures with Mistress Amy. Oh Jesus! And let me tell you, hers take forever because the woman walks around barefoot everywhere. Oh, and flip flops. And flip flops. And they have to like take a black and decker device to the to her the bottom of her feet. It's disgusting. <laughs> like <laughs> she goes gardening, and she walks out in the fucking mud, and it's gross. And it was funny because you know we went in this last time. And we go to this one salon, and it's a husband and wife, and they were literally arguing, like, who did not want to do her feet? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was great. And I was like, this is fucking hilarious. And, she, you know, she gets she gets a lot of, of, she gets a lot of interest in her feet. And, of course, that makes me think, do you know that King of the Hill episode? Yes. Peggy's feet. Yes, Peggy's feet. And they're size 12. Yes. And it's a foot model job she gets. Yes. It was hilarious. But that's what it is. You know, they want messy feet. They want either messy feet or they want, <coughs> um, you know, the stinky feet. Mm-hmm. You know, Amy put a ham in her in her shoes mm. to make her feet smell. Because her feet don't smell because, again, she wears flip-flops. But then you have my two nieces, Dahlia and Willow, mm-hmm. and they have ugly, they're, they're like bear, I call them bear claws. They look like, <laughs> like a, an animal's feet because they're, they're the weirdest shaped feet imaginable. And this was not genetic with me, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, this is our 
their father's side of the family. Um, because all my sisters have normal looking feet, but um, they have the ugliest feet, and people love them. Well, because it's not necessarily, I guess, about the look. I mean, this is about the feel, about the smell. This they is about love the, the look, though, honey. I'm telling. They love those fat sausage toes. <laughs> They do. I'm telling you. Gosh, I did not need another body part to be like obsessed with. But here I am, like looking at my feet. Are they ugly enough? No, you, no, they're not. Because you and I have pretty little feet. We do have pretty little feet. Yes, we 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 do get pedicures quite often. We do, we do. And you know, even the guy who does our pedicures, you know, the husband uh, and wife. Yeah. The guy's like, I am so thankful I got to do your feet versus hers. You know, Amy's. <laughs> And, and you even have, like, an ingrown toenail situation I going on. I always have those ingrown toenails. And, you know, I have to get them cut out every two weeks. Mm. And it's a pain in the ass. But, you know, pain is beauty. Pain is beauty. Beauty is pain. That's it. <laughs> now, yeah, so it's definitely a common fetish. Um, okay, next question. If I like ass play, does it mean I'm gay? <laughs> oh, guys. No. No. In, in, in a word, No. Because let me tell you guys this thing. There's a reason you like it, and that reason is it's supposed to feel good. You guys don't have, you know, a clitoris. You don't have this <laughs> the, this part of your sexual organs that is design, designed to feel pleasure. But you do have something similar to that in your asshole. <laughs> I mean, your prostate, there's something called a prostate orgasm, young men. <laughs> and... It's it's almost it's almost like your prostate. Can I say that, that your prostate is, is a lot like your clitoris? I think it's a magic button. It is a magic <laughs> button. It really is. Cause I tell you, when I when I have my fully gloved hand hand and arm up, up a guy's asshole, you know, my whole goal is to find that prostate and just you know focus on and it. She's and she's rubbing the table. I'm rubbing the she table in a little like little concentric circles here. <laughs> Trust me. There, it, it does feel good back there for men. It and does. I, I can't tell you how many times, listeners, that, you know, honey has looked back at me and she's like, Mia, I think I feel the button. I think I, I think I feel it. I'm trying to get it. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, where's the prostate? I was like, where's the prostate? Where did it go? Like, that. that's just, that's for our gentlemen who engage in like a lot of, of, of very heavy ass play. <laughs> That's not. It's not. It's not too terribly common. It's, it, that's definitely a thing for guys who like to gape and you know <laughs> extreme <laughs> ass play, I guess. And you know, it was so <laughs> funny because unfortunately you missed this, honey. Oh, what I miss? Why is Yes, yesterday. I'm telling you, I had this guy, and he comes in. And he's just, like, high on life. Like, he is. (laughs) But at the same time, he is so weird and awkward. So he comes in for the first time, and he's like, first time I've been in a dungeon. And I said, well, tell me about your fetishes. And he's Mm -hmm. like, um, well, I like things in my butt, but but I'm not gay. (laughs) (laughs) So again, no, you listen, like it because you have a prostate. Listen, you are gay if you can love a man and live with a man in a relationship. Yeah. Correct? Yes. Exactly. And you know, I think the swingers have that one term that Miss K used. Oh. What was it? What was it like party uh, play? Like it, it was basically saying that 
at a party or around people, you can have fun and uh, <laughs> you can have fun and play with the opposite sex or the same sex around people and feel mm-hmm. comfortable. But it's not as if you would go and have a relationship with. Would, the, would that with the be hetero flexible? It was something, something like that. Something like that. Look, you can honestly, even if you have fun with a man in a sexual way, it still doesn't mean you're gay, guys. You're gay if you are if you are only attracted to men. Yes. Now, what's really funny though is that the guys that do say. Hey, um, you know, I like transgender women. I mean, it's perfect because it's a chick with a dick. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I kind of want the strap on with a woman, but I don't, I'm okay with the TS doing it. But either way, it's all about the dick. Yeah. <laughs> just, honestly, these it's guys are just the trying to find ways to make it not gay. Don't worry about that. No Uh, one knows. No No one's going to tell. No one's going to (laughs) tell. So just look, if you're having fun with ass play, have fun with it. If you're having fun with a guy behind you, have fun with it. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Doesn't matter. And you are the only one who decides your sexuality. Absolutely. No one is going to decide it for you. And quit putting labels on it. Yes. Can't we just all love and, and have, have sex and, and have fun. Exactly. Yeah. Have fun with whatever and whomever we want to do, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. As long as it's consensual, right? And adults, exactly. you know, have fun. I bet you have plenty. Uh, I, I bet, honestly, I'm sure you have so many instances of guys you know, asking for ass play, but I'm not gay. Okay. <laughs> they always say that. It's always, always. <laughs> Unless, I guess, but not the younger ones, though, right? I know. No, it's usually the guys that are right there between 35 and 50. Mm-hmm. They're still questioning their sexuality. They're still repressing what they wanted. You know, when this guy told me, I said, well, do you, uh, do, you do ass play? And he says, well, I did 10 years ago with this girl I met, and we dated for a while. Mm-hmm. But I haven't done it since then. And it's like he's literally repressing his own sexual feelings, you know, and his sexual desires just because he's afraid of it's going to make him homosexual. See that? And that's just sad because, you know, you have my generation, the millennials, and our Gen Zers who are just like, hey, I like what I like. Yeah. You know, we love when we have younger people in the dungeon just because, you know, they're never. They're typically just never you know, repressing anything they want. They step like one foot inside, like, okay, here's what I want. And yes, it's crazy. And and we we love the crazy shit. We do. We Absolutely. love it. The crazier the better. Like put us through our paces. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the next question, honey? Okay. It's still an ass play question. Oh my goodness. Okay. I really don't want to have to go to the emergency room if a, if a toy gets stuck in my ass. I get you. <laughs> Look, every year, every year, there's a list compiled. Somebody compiles a list of the weirdest things that have been stuck in people's assholes at the ER. I get it. So the question is, how can I make sure I'm being safe when I use toys up there? Okay. Well, for starters, a lot of times we just use uh, condoms. But the the condoms, eventually, they'll start to Mm. deteriorate. Yeah. You know, with lube and and friction and that kind of thing. Now, someone that we actually interviewed on a podcast episode told us after we turned... Mm-hmm. The after pod- we turned the mic off. Yes, after we turned the mic off, 
um, they said, yeah, you know, I was playing and I was playing by myself and I lost a dildo in my ass. And so another Dom had said, well, you know, it will come out eventually. So either you take the chance that it's going to come out eventually, or if it's something that is too big for your orifice to take, you know, Don't you're going to have to do something. <laughs> have a buddy. Have Use a the buddy, buddy system. <laughs> That's it. Have a That's buddy. Can, honestly. <laughs> and honestly, okay. We just talked about pervertibles, and I think pervertibles are great, but when it comes to things that are going in an orifice, yes, or at least your lower orifices, yes. make sure it's something that's meant to be there. Use plugs, use dildos. These things are shaped specifically for these holes. <laughs> and you know, here, here's the mistake that happens though, mm-hmm. is that people will get too intense too quickly in their play, especially if they're playing by themselves. Yes. And they'll use something too short. So give it <laughs> a good yes. 12 or 14 inches. And I know that I've used this multiple times with people that I played with, mm-hmm. and it's the manhandler. I love the manhandler because okay. it's a 12-inch cock mm-hmm. because it has a cool, you know, four-inch handle with it. And that handle is broad enough at the tip. It's almost like a sword, yeah. like a cock on a sword. Um, and it's flexible and easy. And it's not going to break. And it's not going to get all the way crammed in your asshole. Yeah. You know? It definitely helps have something that has a handle. It does. Something we'll, that's We'll want slip grip. <laughs> But, but yeah, and also take your time. Take your time because, I mean, if take your time and use lube. Absolutely. Start out with start out with fingers. Start out with plugs. Gradually work your way. I mean, don't just shove something big up there without your lube. I mean, you're not gonna. It's not gonna come out. It's, it's gonna not suck. gonna feel good either. It's not gonna feel good. I I did this one time with someone oh so long ago, and it was like a little five inch vibrating dildo okay and I thought okay you know it's kind of slender it was almost like a butt plug for this person Mm -hmm. and I had a condom on it well and as soon as I put it in after he said he doesn't do ass play it sucked in but luckily (laughs) because I had a hold of the condom with it yes (laughs) the actual dildo got stuck like behind the wall of the rectum oh so so Okay. We had to reposition, <laughs> and I had to get some lube with a little finger work, and eventually pull it out. But that condom kind of saved it because it coerced it out. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know what? If you're in our area and you need a buddy to pull something out, <laughs> look us up. Look us up. We care about your health. <laughs> we definitely want to save you a proctologist, Bill. Okay. Um, Oh, go ahead. I will say this one thing. This was really funny. Back in the day, I remember working somewhere, and someone had actually used a Pepsi glass bottle to put in their their vagina. Oh. Yeah. And they had to go to the ER twice, because not only they did it once, but they did it without the cap on, not realizing their suction suction. from that. So they literally had to go in and surgically remove it twice. And I was like, look, you need to find something that's shaped like a soda bottle (laughs) to use instead of a glass soda bottle. (laughs) Well, you know, in this area, we have 3D printers. Yeah. You can get yourself a 3D printed plastic version of that. (laughs) 
and go to town. Go to town. <laughs> okay, I'm done. It was hilarious. I'm not gonna forget though. that. You That's know, like you won't. Mm-hmm. You will know. Nope. Because it was funny because the second time it happened, I was there, and the uh, ambulance came in, and you know she couldn't really walk, so the mm-hmm. ambulance had to come and get her, and the ambulance were like, "Oh my God, it's the glass bottle girl." Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Let's see, I wonder if that would have been a problem had she put a condom over it. Who knows? Who knows? Either way, it did not work. Look, anything you put up somewhere, put a condom on it. Yeah, that really it's helps. It's not just about STDs and <laughs> pregnancy. And the cleanliness of it. I mean, it really yeah. helps, too. Oh, exactly. And it, honestly, with, it, with you know, plugs getting stuck, you know, it's really helpful to have a condom on a plug because you can yeah. pull that... Because, co- you know, the, the rest of the condom is going to be you know, hanging out at the bottom. So, you know, you can use that leverage and pull. So, yes, (laughs) always use the condom on anything that goes up. Great conversation. Great conversation. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, my sub has one that has a little handle, so you can hook your fingers in and pull. (laughs) (laughs) So you can also look for one of those. Look, it's got a handle. Use it. Okay, here's a good question. I'm in a new area. How do I get involved in BDSM? Oh, well, that's easy enough. You know, I've asked, been asked this question multiple times, and I'm sure Honey's experienced this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the biggest thing is you go on Fat Life, you look at your local groups, and you look at local people. And, you know, the local groups are pretty much going to guide you. You can go to munches, you can go to um, events, and you just basically have to be vetted depending on your area. Mm-hmm. I know some people are more rigid about the vetting, others are not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's always a good thing they have uh, bulletin posts on certain vet life events mm-hmm. and groups where you can go on there, join the group. You know, I reached out to a gentleman I saw he was um, moving, and it 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 uh, it caught my eye because I saw he was coming in from Norfolk. And oh. I, I thought of you, and I said, oh, I'm going to reach out to him, let him know about our event in November. Yeah. So he's coming to the November uh, November event. So fabulous, yeah. fellow. Norfolk person. Exactly. Norfolk. As long as you don't pronounce the O-L-K. Oh, okay. That's what you, there's, like, there's 50 ways to say Norfolk as long as you don't say folk. Okay. Like, you can say Norfolk. It, it's right. Okay. But yeah, the, the people who've been there forever, Norfolk. It's Norfolk. <laughs> Norfolk. It sounds like, now let's fuck. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> that's why we got some pretty big military bases over there, friends. Have some fun. I I kid I kid, <laughs> um, but yeah it's you, you, it's a, it's definitely a process. You do wind up having to get on FetLife or maybe SLS. Yeah, collar space. Collar space. Look for events. You want yeah. you don't want to do you don't want to start off with a one on one with anybody. I don't think. No. I think you want to go to a, you want to go to a well lit place. Search yeah. you know look for munches. Look for. Look for look for events that that looks like you know higher attendances. You want to go. Absolutely. You want to you want to be safe. Don't don't just meet somebody one on one at first. Absolutely. In a new area. Yeah. Just so yes, look for events. Um, ah, <laughs> here's a question. What is aftercare? Ooh. Yes. Honey, you take that. Okay. One. <laughs> so aftercare is. Basically, a post BDSM scene uh, scenario where 
you take the per, the person who has received the impact who who has been the submissive in the play. Um, this is when you you just take care of them. So you know, and like after I do a scene in our dungeon, I usually do a massage. You know, I've beat your ass. Now let me massage it a little bit, make it feel better. We get a little lotion on there, and you know, it's it's it really is just t- taking care of of your submissive after you've hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> like you've experienced the pain, the pain now now feel some of the pleasure, like Absolutely. some of the comfort. Um, aftercare is different for different people. Um, just like so, my submissive his aftercare is cuddles and dark chocolate. So I tend to have dark chocolate in my dungeon, like pieces dark chocolate pieces for him. So after I've done beating his ass, he can eat some dark chocolate. And I, I pass him back. I said, okay, I'll see you out on the couch. And like I let him get dressed, and he, you know, when he's ready, he comes out and he cuddle and we cuddle on the couch. So it doesn't have to be an involved thing. Some I, I do see a lot of submissives who basically just wind up being a lump on the ground and they need, you know, a stuffed animal or a blanket. Um, I can understand the blanket thing. I know after a scene, because even after I dom a scene, I get cold. I get cold after a scene, so I need something warm. But of course, not everybody needs aftercare. Aftercare is not required. Um, it, it can be recommended just to, if you need to, I guess if you feel the need to, to show a more loving side of yourself to your submissive, it can be good in a relationship, I think. I, you know, I think so, too. You know, in my past relationship, I've always been very attentive, mm-hmm. you know, after the fact. Exactly. It's just, and that's really what it is. It's, it is. It, it is attending to your submissive's needs. Now, not every submissive needs aftercare, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've heard uh, Master D- John. Yes. Master John has, has told us, you know, his submissive's don't need aftercare. The aftercare is suck my dick. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what I love. That and was you awesome. know what? Sex, orgasm is valid aftercare. It Absolutely. really is. I mean, orgasm is aftercare. It's, you know, it's a release. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. If, if, if that's your aftercare, that's your aftercare. And you know what? If, 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 if that really is your aftercare, you better be negotiating. Right. Don't just expect it. <laughs> If you do need aftercare, and if you're the, if you're the type who needs aftercare after a scene, make sure the person you're in the scene with knows that about you. So that I mean that's that's aftercare. You know I think that a lot of people do have a tendency to do overkill on the aspect of aftercare, mm-hmm. but you know it's maybe because they're more they're more needing something more emotional, yeah, more of emotional connection. And there's no judgment on that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, but we've had people that, you know, we've done scenes with, and then after the fact, they're a little uneasy on their feet, not even realizing. Oh, no. Like, because we'll take them down off the cross or off the box, and, and, you know, they're just unsteady. Let's sit on the couch and talk. That's aftercare. Absolutely. Let me get you a bottle of water. And walk with them, you know, so they're not going to, you know, get unsteady on their feet and fall, you know. Exactly. So, I always say just to have precautions, and it always depends on the individual. Yes, and I do have to agree. You know, I've gone to so many events and and demonstrations where no matter what the subject is, it always evolves over to aftercare. And, I mean, it can be, (laughs) like, yes, aftercare is important to some. 
aftercare is not necessary for everybody. No, because we've had other people, they've come in and they'd be like, okay, I'm done. Yep. Thanks again. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. And you, you never know who it's going to be either. You never. can't look at somebody and, and figure out whether or not they're in aftercare. They need aftercare. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I think you covered everything. I mean, it's just, yeah. it really depends on the individual. It really does. Okay, here's a good one. Um, what is a fetish and how is it different from a kink? Well, you know, people always ask me that are new to the lifestyle, what is really a fetish? And to me, a fetish is anything you need in order to play, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, hey, I really have to sniff feet, I really have to play with feet, mm-hmm. you know, or hey, I really have to lick my partner's armpits or, <laughs> you know. I love that we keep bringing that guy up. <laughs> it's hilarious you know one of our friends John Uh I told him the other day um, well no he told me after he'd listened to the podcast that I did with uh, just Dahlia and I the other Uh day again missed you terribly Um, if I could have gotten out of bed (laughs) (laughs) she uh I told her, I said, you know, I love you, but I, your armpits are nasty. You know, <laughs> like I hate hairy armpits. But um, but anyway, um, that's to me is a fetish. Like if you have a specific thing that you have to do in order to it's, actually have a, if, a it, scene. if it's compulsory, absolutely, yeah. Fetishes Absolutely. are compulsory. Fetishes are our sexual or non-sexual needs. Absolutely. It's it's a need, whether it's sexual or not. A kink is more just something you like. You don't necessarily Absolutely. need you don't need it to be in a, a scene. You don't need it in your life. You just like it. Absolutely. So, swinging is a kink. Swinging is a kink. Something broad even. Yeah, I, I would say. Yeah, I mean, got I mean, well that may but there are some things that can be a kink or a fetish, like leather. Absolutely. Like leather. Sometimes leather is a kink for somebody. They just, they, they like it. They just yeah. like leather. But it becomes a fetish when it becomes necessary. Absolutely. So, I mean, my submissive is a leather fetishist. So, you know, whenever I'm in a scene with him, I am always gloved in leather. Like, I'm always wearing leather gloves. That way, you know, in between, in between impact, I'm using a, a leather-gloved hand to to you know wipe it wipe she's doing the motion, motion. <laughs> sorry guys I, I talk with my hands she like, does talk with her hands it's hilarious <laughs> i love it <laughs> oh, another attribute i miss about you when you're not here yes well you know that's all the public speaking classes <laughs> she's passionate and I'm she's passionate, passionate about her leather gloves yes yeah, so there are things that in some cases it's, it's a fetish and sometimes it's a kink. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of, of foot fetishists who would also agree. Sometimes it's not necessary, but some, but they just like it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our, actually, yeah, one of our friends who uh, is no longer in our local community, gay man, um, he loves women's feet so he's not necessarily a fetishist but you know he has that a a bit of a kink where he he does like petite women feet yeah i get it yeah so and that so yes fetish is needed kink is just like good if we need to, if I need to make a flow chart. <laughs> Good. I think she's expressed that enough. I think it's very clear, don't you? Sorry, we all know I used to teach. I, I just like to make sure. It's, 
She's very thorough. A very thorough. <laughs> I, I, I love communication and, you know, being able to make sure message sent is message received. She's a big nerd. She actually told nerd. me an hour ago, I love words. I love words. <laughs> yes. Gosh, words are amazing. Words are amazing. I pro- like, I probably should have studied linguistics based on how much I love words. Okay, so we have a question from, and I feel I feel bad for for this young man because he sent me his question two weeks ago, and I was just not in a good. You're out of commission. I was out we'll of commission. Leave, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I was out of commission, and so this this uh, this young man sends me a message. Um, Hello, Mistress Honey. First off, I love the podcast. I'm glad you do. I'm very new to all this. <clears throat> we love our new people. So I'm asking something. If I'm, if I'm asking something wrong, please forgive me. I'm sure you, I'm, I can probably tell you it's not wrong. I heard you talking about quick releases with Leather Rebel. Does that sort of thing happen often? And do you allow your subs to manually release at the end of a session? So I think what you're asking, uh, my friend, is, is orgasm allowed in a BDSM scene? And uh, it really just depends. My sub, for, like when I'm playing with my sub, yes, I do like to let him orgasm at the end of our scenes. It's just, you know, he's my he's my submissive. It's a different kind of relationship. He's not just my friend. He's someone I love very dearly, and we just have that kind of relationship. Um, release is is not required in BDSM. Um, it's certainly when I'm playing with when I'm playing with friends and when I'm playing with new people. It's not something I uh, it's not something I focus on because I'm more focused on impact and sensation and all the other aspects. There's so much to do. There's so much fun to be had. Um, of course, I mean there are plenty of things, especially with sensation play. You all know that I'm a big sensation player. There are times where release happens and it's just you know no one can control it. I mean, gosh, when when somebody puts a TENS unit on your taint and you feel something new down there that you've never felt before, something might happen. There's no shame in that. Absolutely. We don't shame anybody for that. How about when I've choked people? Oh, yeah. And, talk and, about that. And I've, <laughs> I've choked both, multiple people. Mm-hmm. And um, they've never had to have any type of access to any of their... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> any of their anything they're not touching anything yeah because typically I restrain them anyway and yeah um, because they're usually cuffed so yeah yeah and so needless to say that was that was something new for so many of them or it's something that they enjoy enough where they don't really even need any type of manual anything yeah um so really I think it's just according to the sub I know when I play with my sub Mm -hmm. you know part of it is a tease and denial it's a lot of fun you know especially when I have him in his back bed you know, there's really he can't touch anything. Um, oh, it's it's so much fun when you have somebody who specifically wants to make sure that doesn't happen, like the, the orgasm denial. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, that, that's a. I mean, and that's not even about orgasm. That's a mind fuck. Absolutely. It's controlling your mind. Absolutely. So, yeah. So you know. If it happens, it happens. We've said before that, you know, depending on your relationship with your submissive, it can be aftercare, but it's not It's not the goal. And I think something that, that you said earlier, honey, and that is what people have their own opinion about is that BDSM 
is it for gatekeeping? You know? Yeah. And it's not. You know, the point being is you make BDSM what you want. And I heard someone say something one time that was, you know, <clears throat> pure BDSM. Pure BDSM. So there's no sex. Well, here's the thing. You're performing sexual acts and so many on so many different levels. Yes. Whether it's sensation play or whether it's impact. Impact play. Breath. You know, I mean, granted, you're not, you know, fucking someone with a flogger, but you're doing something to someone that is intimate. Mm-hmm. And on any type of intimate level, it's not like you're going to Walmart and doing it to someone. No. You know? <laughs> it's an intimate setting. Hence, therefore, it is of a sexual nature in a lot of ways. Now, granted, with us, you know, on so many different aspects of what we do, you know, we have to keep in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. You know? But then when we're playing personal... You know, it's up to us. It's up to us. You know, because we're the doms. We have an agreement with our subs. And if our subs want the orgasm, they're going to beg for it. <laughs> for me, anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, and... Yeah, my does Leather Rebel have to beg for it? He does have to beg for it. And he even told, he even, uh, he even told me once that, you know, because part of our goal was to train his body and his mind to only release on command. Yeah. And so, and uh, we had this particularly long scene where I'm actually working on that. And, it, you know, we spent more time on that than uh, a lot of other things. And it's and it's finally, you know, we're at that place where it's the working. orgasm is not going to happen unless I tell him to do it. Yeah. And, that, and that's training. That's orgasm training. And that's, how can you tell me that's not BDSM? <laughs> that's intense. That's domination. That's submission. That's the D and the S. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. Absolutely. Exactly. So we have one more question. All right. And I think I think you'll have plenty to say on this one. Oh, goodness. <laughs> what that's is scary. the most shocking or outrageous thing to happen in the dungeon? Mm-mm-mm. Well, you know... <laughs> It's like what direction you want to go with this on. Um, I think when we had Big Tammy outside and he was spraying his shit across my <laughs> across my fence. The champagne out of us. And, and I had Brie hose him down. That was classic. I, that was probably one of my better days ever in the dungeon. Um, years ago, I will tell you, um, you know, falling in love with my sub. Uh, for our first night together, mm-hmm. that was a shocking experience because I've never felt um, that cosmic connection with someone so much to fall in love with someone like that. So, yeah. you know, that was an experience. Um, but most shocking, um, you can go in any direction you want to with it. <laughs> I mean, we've seen we've seen a uh, a sub take, you know. <laughs> 20 inches plus, double hands, double fists on his ass. Mm-hmm. That was shocking. I mean, we have seen, God, threesomes, foursomes, gangbangs. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you want shocking, come to a party. <laughs> Hand someone their wallet while Hand they're getting plowed by their by wallet three while they're getting railed by, yeah. <laughs> get your ass out of there before you come the next start. <laughs> so, you know, there. Everything can be as shocking as you as you make it to be, I guess, because uh, we've we've seen so much. Because it's anything that's just not expected. Absolutely. And I guess a lot of shocking things happen with ass play. Absolutely. <laughs> 
And that was, you know, that's what Dahlia and I were actually talking about in the episode that we did together, mm-hmm. which was, you know, shocking, shocking times, shocking moments, you know. Yeah. Um, we've seen so much. I mean, when you see someone who wants to be so submissive mm-hmm. that you have them in a, a mud pile outside dressed as a pig. I mean, honey, yeah. you've seen it. You I, did it. I did it, yeah. You know, this man has eaten your shit. He, I mean, he has, yep. That's shocking. <laughs> that is quite shocking. Yes. You know? Especially the first couple of times you do that. Exactly. <laughs> so, yes, you know, we do have extreme extreme sports that extreme. come. <laughs> yes. That, that are quite shocking. And, uh, you know, I... It, it's definitely you know anything that can be shocking is anything you haven't seen so um but you know there's always room for more <laughs> you know and again I'm, I always say this you know you make your BDSM experience what you want it to be absolutely you know whether you're the sub or the dom you know it's all about consensual play you talk about it you have a good time with it and you don't get injured hey that's a great day you know so exactly <laughs> and if you ha- if you'd like to leave us a message if you have if you'd like to leave us a question uh i'm going to read out this link for you and i will make sure this link is made available on our website the link is https colon double slash anchor a n c h o r dot FM as in F as in female. So that's HTTPS colon double slash anchor dot FM slash mistress hyphen Mia number eight slash message M E S S A G E. If you are a member, a member of Mistress Mia's Dungeon on Fat Life. We have put the link there. We are in the process of putting it on miarayhot.com. This message, this link will be made available to you, and we look forward to hearing your lovely, sexy voices. And uh, I will say one more thing. Yeah. Again. You know, we are going up in the ranks. We are, you know, number 10, I mean, uh, excuse me, in the top 10 in 10 countries. And, you know, like I said, number one in Turkey. So <laughs> it's amazing. And we really thank you for all your all your support and yes. all the people that enjoy listening to us. And we really just want to help you explore BDSM and get to know yourself better mm-hmm. and um, to live mm-hmm. life comfortably knowing what you enjoy and not feeling shame for it. So absolutely bless just, you right yes <laughs> we, we want you to love yourself love what you do we don't want you to feel any shame in in any of this this is what this is why we do this we want you to know that you are not alone no matter what your fetish is no matter what you feel you need in life there's always somebody there's you know there's always somebody else who is the same way and you always have Mistress Mia and Mistress Honey who will love you through it. Absolutely. We, no, there's no shame. You tell us a fetish, we're going to find a way to make it happen for you. There's nothing we love more than making your dreams come true. Absolutely. And if there's something you want us to talk about on the podcast, by all means, yeah. send us a topic. We'll talk about it. Absolutely. Um, and then with that, we hope you have a kinky day. <laughs>